This podcast is a production of the Johns Hopkins University Press. To learn more, please visit press.jhu.edu slash journals. Thank you for tuning in to the Johns Hopkins University Press podcast. I am Brian Shea, and I am the Public Relations and Advertising Coordinator in the Journals Division. Between 2011 and 2015, between 2011 and 2015, various celebrations and commemorations took place to mark the 150th anniversary of the American Civil War. These events led to many conferences and academic discussions to take advantage of the heightened interest in the topic. Earlier this year, the journal South Central Review released a special issue on historians and the American Civil War at the sesquicentennial. Lorianne Foote, guest editor of the issue, joined us to reflect on its creation and the contributions to this growing field of study. Thank you for joining me, Lorianne. Uh, tell me, what was your first thought when Richard Golson asked you to put this issue together? Well, I had two competing thoughts. My first thought was excitement because I'm really thrilled with how much interesting research is going on in Civil War studies right now, and I was excited to be able to bring that to an interdisciplinary audience. And then a competing thought was, oh no, I already have so much to do, I can't do one more thing. I think a lot of academics will understand that second response. (laughs) Yes, I think a lot of people who do a lot of things (laughs) tend to agree to things without thinking, but the passion uh, seems to shine through and get you through the process. Yeah, well, I really, I am really proud to be a Civil War historian uh, working right now because I think we do such great work that really exemplifies the, the best practices as historians. And like I mentioned in the introduction to the volume, I think even a lot of other historians don't really realize the depth and the breadth of work that's done in the field of Civil War. I think people still sometimes uh, just label it as a field that that covers battles and generals and and Abraham Lincoln because there's, of course, more work being done on Lincoln as an individual than almost any other area of history. But it's really so much uh, more deep than that. Yeah, like you say, there's so much to cover. How hard was it to try and cover various aspects and be fair and and, and hit the important topics in one journal issue? That, That was incredibly difficult because I mean, just to put it in perspective, I have a, a good friend and colleague, Aaron Sheehan Dean, who just finished putting together for Wiley Black, uh, Blackwell a two-volume collection of kind of historiographic essays on all of the aspects of the Civil War that are being covered by the literature right now. And these are two huge volumes with, you know, 45 essays in each volume. And so to try to figure out a way to hit the highlights in one journal issue was very difficult. And of course, you know, I ended up leaving out a lot of what's being done. There's so much that's being done with race and gender. And I really didn't include essays on that in this collection. I wanted to highlight the transnational work that's being done because currently there's so much rich research being done in that area and and environmentalism, some of the, the newer aspects of Civil War history. What did you learn from putting this issue together, from the submissions both that ended up in the issue and maybe things that didn't that, that opened your eyes to something you hadn't been thinking about? I can't say in a way that 
myself. I know the historians that I invited to participate very well. I know their work very well. In order to prepare to put together the issue, I talked to a lot of people. I, of course, have, have read a lot. I'm very familiar with the field. But I think, so I think for me, it wasn't maybe what I learned content-wise, but it was what I learned about the process of editing. <laughs> yeah. um, because I had, I had finished a, an edited collection of essays on the intellectual history of the Civil War, uh, book leaks, uh, right as I was working on this journal issue. And so for me, it was a season of learning about the editing process, working with other scholars, reading their writing, trying to guide them towards the type of essay that you want for this particular journal, uh, working with deadlines when you have several different people you're trying to rally around and, and keep them going for what you need to get the issue out. So I think that was the most important thing for me in terms of what I learned. How will that help you in the future as a scholar, now having sat in the other side of the table? <laughs> well, I, I, I envision myself, I've already been asked to do a couple more edited projects. And so I think that this experience is gonna help me put together better work. But you know, one of the things that doing this in particular, when you're thinking about a field as vast as the Civil War, really having to stop and sit down and think, what are we trying to communicate to a wider audience? What are the main themes that we need to cover? How do you take something so vast and teach that um, in ways that are meaningful. And so sitting down and thinking through, you know, what's absolutely essential? Um, now that we're coming out of the sesquicentennial, what's absolutely essential for people to understand about this defining event in American history? Because, you know, we can't tell everything that we know. Um, so what is it that we have to boil us down and say, here's what is, is the most important? And I think that that was an important part of the learning process for me because it helped me really think through how I want to communicate the, the significance of the Civil War to a wider audience. Now, you had touched this on some of these issues a little bit before, but in what way do, do developments in areas such as environmentalism and cultural history and, mm -hmm. and, and those issues, how does that affect Civil War research as, as a field? I think it's how to put this because broader and deeper doesn't just quite capture it for me. Um, it helps us have a richer understanding of events. So, for example, Katie Meyer, who did the essay on the environmental history of the Civil War for the issue, uh, she has a book length work where she looked at the experience of soldiers in the Peninsula Campaign in 1862. And drawing on environmental history and medical history, she talked about how soldiers interacted with the environment, how the environment affected their health, how they tried to manage that environment, and then also, of course, how the presence of the Army alters the environment. And I think that those kind of works, because they draw together military history, environmental history, social history, it gives us a more complete picture of how of how things interact and work together. And and I think that's a very important to see uh, those interactions and not just, you know, study a military campaign in isolation from its environment or from its cultural setting. It, it seems like almost taking a look at the Civil War as a period of history instead of an event. That's exactly right. And in fact, 
one of the journals of, of record for Civil War historians is the Journal of the Civil War Era. And it's very self-consciously titled the Journal of the Civil War Era because it looks at the Civil War kind of as part of a long 19th century rather than just this event that, that occurs from 1861 to 1865. And I mean, historians, Civil War historians even question that designation because, you know, we know that there was violence that is breaking out before 1861, mm -hmm. and when we look at Reconstruction, we realize that congressmen are, are still claiming war powers and claiming that the war is not over as late as 1871. So it really allows us to see aspects of the Civil War that we miss if we, if we look at it. And just in this kind of narrow window. Right. So the, the major anniversary now has passed. How does that, how does an event like that make the following years a fruitful time for researchers to take advantage of all the conversations that come up during such a recognition? Well, and I think your, your question, you've helped pose the answer yes. because <laughs> we've had incredibly fruitful conversations, both through, um, special issues of journals like with the South Central Review through that Gettysburg 150 conference that was held at Gettysburg that I mentioned in the introduction to the special issue. Through those conversations, we now kind of have directions that we want to go and research. The conversations have brought out areas that we haven't devoted enough time to. It's also brought out ways that we need to better collaborate as scholars, both with each other and then with people who do public history and with with the public. So it's, it's, a, it's a time that's brought out, I think, kind of some focus. I think Civil War historians are really focused right now on what we want to do in the next few years. Like you said, bringing it to an interdisciplinary journal really does kind of open that window to people who might go, oh, I hadn't thought that that does intersect with my, my field of study. And especially because uh, Civil War historians are, are being very self-consciously interdisciplinary right now. I mean, a lot of the work that's being done is drawing on uh, literature studies, is drawing on anthropology, drawing on environmental history. Uh, so I think it's important that we show that, hey, we're reading your work, <laughs> you know, people who are working in other fields, and see how we're using this to help us understand the Civil War. Well, that's great. Uh, it's such an exciting time, and I'm glad South Central Review could be part of it. And thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this Johns Hopkins University Press podcast. Please visit press.jhu.edu slash journals for more information.